0: Welcome to America's Pal. I am your host, Darren White. This is the number one rated podcast. It's being recorded in my man cave. You can find us everywhere. Podcasts like to hang out. Apple, iHeart, Spotify, all the 'er ne'er-do-wells that hide in the dark alleys behind the major media corporations. You can find my website. That's americaspal.com. Any complaints, uh, go directly to darren at com. That's D-A-R-E-N at com. And if you don't have enough reasons to put a sharp stick in your eye, go ahead and find me on YouTube. You can find my channel, America's Pal, on YouTube. And you can see everything here that happens live. Not live. Recorded. But... If you do follow anywhere, make sure that you subscribe, you smash that like button, even if you don't like it, it just makes me feel better. And today is episode number 10. That's right, a lot of people like to celebrate their 100th episode or their 500th or their 1,000th. Nope, we're celebrating 10. So coming as a a little teaser for this week, we're also going to do a bonus feature coming up here in the next couple of days. I'm going to do the top 10. Ten headlines from our weekly news outbreak. Uh, they're going to be picked by my staff, Mister Allnut, the America's Pal band that is Johnny Flush and the Commodes. What well, we we don't have staff? No, no, we do, Mister Allnut, the producer. We've gone over this before. the The band Johnny Flush and the. Okay, never mind about staff. I'll pick them myself. Today we're going to dig into. Some of the things that have happened over the past couple of uh, two and a half years, especially, but it's been going on a lot longer than that. Um, and it's kind of the apathy nature of our society and where that leads to crumble. We're going to get into when they come for part of the Constitution, they are coming for you individually. Uh, we're going to we're going to take a look at Luke chapter nineteen, verses thirty-seven through forty. Um, where there is joy, where there is where there is hope, and some of the things that I've I see in our future, and I see that's going on all around us today. Um, and before I dig into the news outbreak, I'd like I'd like to like to mention I may mean, kind of follow when a guy. He's uh, he's got a channel called the Warrior Poet Society. His name's John Lovell. Um, does a lot of firearms training and things like that. But he's a man of God. He shares. The gospel, he's got an incredible message he likes to share. And if you um just if you go on YouTube, just look up John Lovell, Lions and Lambs. And it's an important message. I took some time over the weekend and, and watch watched the full thing. It was a it was a really, really powerful message for me personally. Kinda of started lighting some fires that I have that they've been kinda of dormant in my life for far too long. And It's it's just a it's a message of courage, strength, and last week's topic. And last week's topic was not an easy one to put together for me. It was two weeks in the making, um, just because for some reason every time I I I just couldn't piece that message together. It, It seemed like it was I was fought every every step of the way, and every time I would sit down and try and think, I was like, I've got this thing that I need to say. I feel I feel I have to say it. And it just, it wouldn't come out. It, it just, it wouldn't, I couldn't collect it. And finally, by uh, t- Tuesday evening, I was finally able to record. And Tuesday was bizarre. It was just everything fought me. The computer fought me. The recording fought me. Uh, dinner, just uh, the, the grill caught on fire. A whole bunch of other things that just kind of stepped in the way. And then it all came together. And it was, it was a message that I, f- I feel came together really well and uh that that is me self-promoting and you can do it with it what you want but it, it it going back and listening to it it really shared what was in my heart and um but the more i listen to to things like the the warrior poet society and things like that it really it really shows me what's been lacking in in society and with with men in general even men of faith and principles who have been quiet for far too long and that's why last week's message of courage is contagious was was one that i'm starting to realize in my own life so i encourage you look it up i'll i'll uh, if i can figure out the technology i'll uh, include that in the uh, the description on the podcast and on uh, youtube and anyway but before we dig into our weekly news outbreak and we have a doozy of that we have to go to our very first deadbeat sponsor break Everybody knows we don't have any paying sponsors. I make them up myself, and they don't pay squat. So, yes, they are deadbeat. So, bear with us for our first deadbeat uh, sponsor of the week, and then we'll get right into our weekly news outbreak. This portion of the program is being brought to you by Slick Willie's Stain Be Gone. Hello again, friends. It's your old pal from Arkansas, and I'm here to share a brand-new product that just could save your career. That's right, slick Will of stain be gone is just the thing for you to keep your garments looking their best when you're on the go. If you're working late you get a spot on your tie or some sauce on your fly, if you're under some stress and make a mess of a dress, if you're working hard for that dollar and get a smudge on your collar, if you notice a stain as your career circles the drain, then there's not a moment to waste. Order your very own Slick Willis Stain Be Gone. It's guaranteed to remove all traces of everything from marinara sauce to DNA. It's compact size means that it will fit nicely into the cigar box in your desk drawer. It's guaranteed to work on the most delicate materials including private jet upholstery, a famous rug in your office that's shaped like an oval, rich corinthian leather and all designer clothing every slick wheel is begone comes with a legally binding non-disclosure agreement for you to use at your discretion free of charge order your slick wheel is begone today it just may save your career and a bundle in legal fees And don't worry, that brief moment of silence was something I still want to remind you about. We still have this leaked technology from the Secret Service. What that brief moment of silence was, their new technology where they can tap now directly into Joe Biden's inner monologue. And they have to filter through everything that wanders into his mind, leg hairs and corn pop and things like that. But then every once in a while, when things get really dangerous, it just goes blank and you don't hear any sound at all. They're able to do this with uh, some really, really tiny wires that they have inserted just behind his frontal cortex or neocortex. I don't know what science we're just supposed to follow it. But that brief moment of silence was right now at this moment, Joe Biden's inner monologue. So. Just know they have this technology. It, uh, it helps keep them, it keeps him from wandering off or uh, just running right into an ice cream parlor without being prepped. Anyway, now it is time for this week's weekly news outbreak, so let's dig right in. <clears throat> this week's news outbreak. China sanctions Nancy Pelosi due to her strangely publicized trip to Taiwan recently. When asked the Chinese ambassador to the U.S. said, Do not worry, we are working with the speaker's staff to make sure she can get another Chinese spy on her staff as soon as possible. A new study released in the peer-reviewed journal Scientific Reports found that two years of COVID lockdowns did not stop the spread of the virus. When asked Dr. St. Mangala, correction, Dr. St. Fauci said, There's a very simple
1: answer for this data. The lockdowns had absolutely nothing to do with public safety, but more about compliance. You little people get an A-plus
0: in mass compliance. President Biden signs an executive order authorizing the use of Medicaid funds to pay for out-of-state abortions. When asked, Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said, Look, I believe we have made ourselves very clear on this issue. Killing babies is what we do, and we will stop at nothing to ensure no baby has a fighting chance to escape the womb. From the Daddy Warbucks desk, the president sent his favorite son son and cash cow, Ukrainian President Zelensky, an additional $550 million last week. When asked, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said, Look, it's been a really tough couple of years for our good friends at Raytheon, Lockheed, Leto's, and the entire military industrial complexes. All of the random spending has gone to make the pharmaceutical complex a fortune. Now it is once again our turn, and we can finally partner with our Russian and Ukrainian friends to send some cash their way, our way, and of course, 10% to the big guy. From the irre- irrelevant sports desk, WNBA star Brittany Greiner was sentenced in a Russian court to nine years' hard time for having hashish oil in her luggage while traveling in Russia. WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert said, The contract negotiations between the U.S. and Russia boiled down to simple e- economics. The WNBA simply does not have the ratings or funding to justify a nine-year contract for Brittany and Russia did. Russia was also willing to ensure that she would not ever be subjected to our national anthem for the duration of her nine-year contract. After two bouts with the COVID in as many weeks, the bewildered president finally tested negative and was forced to end his beloved isolation, or as his handlers call it, timey timeout for the sweepy president, or as the Secret Service calls it, take five, smoke him if you got him, wandering eagle is back on his baby monitor or as the DNC calls it, government in the shadows as the old man sleeps. Upon ending his isolation protocol, the president's handlers quickly rushed him back to Delaware for him to further isolate with an ice cream cone in his beloved basement. In an effort to salvage Representative Liz Cheney's doomed primary campaign, her father, Darth Cheney, had has cut a brand new campaign ad offering an exclusive hunting trip with him and a trauma surgeon. The trip will include pheasant hunting, the finest shotguns your tax dollars can buy, a gourmet lunch, and all the birdshot your face can take. Top al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zwahari was droned to death in Kabul, Afghanistan. When asked chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley said, In the spirit of election season, we decided it would be a good time for the administration to politically kill a bad guy that we've had in our pocket for years. Famed aviator Amelia Earhart has finally been commemorated in the Capitol statuary collection. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall, who was in attendance for the ceremony, said, It was great to share this moment, the unveiling of Amelia's statue, with all the people who had been working two decades on this. I got to spend this just in. In an unexpected turn of events, the Amelia Earhart statue has mysteriously disappeared. The whereabouts of the statue are currently unknown. One day after Princess Pelosi left Taiwan, China, began its largest ever military drills complete with live ammunition. In response, the White House summoned the Chinese ambassador, Qing Gang, on Thursday. The ambassador arrived unexpectedly arm-in-arm with Hunter Biden, who was clutching a very large briefcase. When asked, the president's son said, What did you expect? Pops and I go way back with these people. I've got this. booby." We've made millions together. Check my laptop. It's all there. And that sums up this week's news outbreak. Before we dig into this next uh, topic, to our weekly topic, we got one more deadbeat sponsor break to get into, so suffer through that one, and we'll be right back with this week's topic. This portion of the program is being brought to you by sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their head. Wait, what is that? no. Oh, no, no sharks. Hmm. Harvesting issues. Okay. Supply chain. Got it. Okay. What, 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 what do we have? Come on, people, work with me. What do we have here? We have sea bass. Are, are they ill-tempered? Okay, Okay. we'll just run with it. Okay, here we go. This portion of the program is being brought to you by ill-tempered sea bass with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. And welcome back to America's Pal. This week we're going to dig into a topic on it's it's closely related to what we talked about last week, but it's it's what's been happening over the past two and a half years, especially, but even farther beyond that. Um, it's when they came for when when they come for any of your rights, even if it's not one that you are you know actively participating in say you're not a big second amendment kind of a person you're let's just take the bill of rights for example say it's not something that really interests you but they're they come and they they take it and it's like that ah, well that's not really a topic for me i'm a one issue voter and in my opinion i believe that the one issue voter is really good for politics but really bad for principles uh if you've got just one issue if you're just purely pro-life. That's the only thing you really care about. It's the only thing that drags you out to the polls, gets you to participate every two, four, six, eight years. Then you're not really doing your part because if you just click that, that, that check that one box, well, you're missing all of the other ones. And see, the thing is, is all of our rights, those, those laws that are in our constitution that were enshrined there, that our founders fought for, that everybody that's ever fought on our flag <clears throat> excuse me everybody that's ever fought underneath our flag has fought to keep those rights your an inalienable rights sacred so when one falls it's it's a domino thing it's it's like okay well you've been shot in the heart but you've only been shot once so you only got one of the valves or you've got cancer, you know, but it's, it's, it's just a little bit of it. Well, no, you have to root it all out. So if you're, if you're happy with your, your one issue and, and you and people get elected based on the, the hyperbole of, of one issue. And that's where, that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is they, they call politics a game and it's just, it's just a show it doesn't really matter. Well, if you only participate in one issue, then you fall prey to what the politicians want. That's keeping you ill-informed. So if you just have your one topic, you are susceptible to all of the hyperbole that surrounds it because they can generate a story. And if you're not willing to dig in, get into the, down to the depth of it, then they know they've got you you're a guaranteed voter to them that's why nothing changes so it it really that's the hot button item of the day or of the election season this is 2022 it's the most pivotal election of our lifetime blah 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 we hear this every year over and over and over again like every election is the end of our constitution of everything as we know it well one you know, one side wants to change everything as you know it, the other side is more than happy to go along with them as long as they get their piece of the pie. And who participates? Typically it's your one trick pony voter. If you if you wanna keep abortion, well you then then you're gonna follow everything. It's it's those dirty Christians, those evil Christians, separation of church and state, blah 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 blah. And you're going to fight tooth and nail. You're going to use every hyperbole. You're going to scream. You're going to wail. You're going to gnash. And the same thing goes for the people that want to protect life. So what the point is, is that they're going to keep you ginned up on your one topic. Meanwhile, they slip everything else underneath the rug. So, sorry, that was a Marco Rubio water break. Um, So if you're just willing to focus just on the one topic, then everything else that they manage to slide under the rug, you just completely ignore because it doesn't affect what's important to you. But everything they're slipping underneath the rug is important to you because it erodes that one thing that might be your heart, your your big thing and if it's just a couple of them then it doesn't affect you i I, I think about the civil uh, asset uh, uh, forfeiture where they can just willingly take if you have a lot of cash on you (coughs) it doesn't matter they can take it that's not covid they can take it the police can take it not have to have any kind of a warrant not have an arrest not even a complaint they just they just seize it and they've been doing this and if that doesn't bother you, well, it's, you know, well, when was the last time I had more than $20 in my pocket? I don't carry that kind of cash around, so it's no big deal. Well, the fact that they're able to seize your property might be because, you know what, what happens? They're going to, they're going to take those large sums, and they're going to come right after that $20 in your back pocket. I don't know if you noticed that this new uh, inflation reduction bill that they signed, it's three-quarters of a trillion dollars. It hires... 87,000 new IRS agents um, which makes them effectively one of the largest government uh, agencies in our country. It more than doubles them. Do you think they need 87,000 new IRS agents and uh, what is it, $700 million worth of ammunition for the IRS to go after billionaires? There's not that many billionaires that's like, uh, what is it? Eight hundred, eight hundred billionaires in our country, or somewhere around there. The, just, just do, do the, do the basic math. No, they don't need the eighty-seven thousand plus the seventy-six that they already have to go after your millionaires and billionaires and close loopholes. No, they need it for the other three hundred million people. So sure, you know, soak the rich, all that. That seems like a good idea. They deserve to pay your fair share. They're going after you as what they call a little person. But they've systematically gone after for the past two and a half rights. Really, it's like one by one right down the the list. If you just read the bill of rights, you go almost line by line. It's like they just check it off. Okay, we got that one. We got that one. We got that one. The first one, the second one. Okay, we're just moving down the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, that's right out. And they just check them all off. And each time, it's because they're able to do it. There's no public outcry because no one of courage was willing to speak up for fear of being canceled, for fear of the woke mob coming after them, for not being willing to stand in the face of the mob and say, actually, no, I am not going to kill your grandmother with common sense. Your face diaper, it is not going to save your life any more than the bumper of that car is going to in your driveway. It's not going to keep you any safer from COVID-19. It's not going to happen. But instead, you're like, that's fine. I'll just keep my mouth shut and stay calm. Let's just suffer through this. So this isn't a new tactic. And I want to go back to the 1930s to a pastor named... um, Martin Niemöller, and he was a pastor, and this is from the Holocaust Memorial Day Trust. He was a, a pastor that was best known for writing First They Came, but initially he was a, not, a Nazi sympathizer because it didn't affect him. And then his, his views changed after he ended up in a concentration camp. So in the 1930s, he wrote this. He says, first they came for the communists, and I did not speak out, because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out, because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out, because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. You see, he sat by, let him him take every single person around him, and he felt, as long as I go along and get along and don't speak up. And then still what happens? See, it's never enough for tyranny to stop at just that one thing. And they're going to move on to the next thing, and they take it one chunk at a time that they're not going to They're not going to overthrow the United States Constitution. They're not going to reform a new government without first taking your access to money, which is what the um, World Economic Forum is working towards, with the great reset without taking access to everything but they can't they can't even do it without a completely abolishing your second amendment which is what our founders knew that's what they fought for that's why it was so close to the top of the list not for extremists but for Americans for a free people that right to defend themselves and everybody keeps saying well what are you going to do the government's got rockets and tanks and They've got all these heavy artillery and helicopters, and the average person doesn't have that. But you know what? The average, if you look at the entire nation as a whole, underneath that Second Amendment, there's somewhere around a trillion rounds of ammunition. There's hundreds of millions of firearms out there legally owned by peaceful and good people. What do you think it would look like on the world news? If they started rolling tanks down our streets like they have in China, wouldn't happen. And they know this. So they chip away at each one of your amendments. How about your freedom of speech? We have that. We're allowed to speak. But so, sure, let them come after, let them come after the Second Amendment, it doesn't pertain to me. I don't even like firearms, blah, blah, blah. I, I just think weak men with, with Napoleon complexes want firearms and blah, 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 blah. Um, but as long as I get to keep my freedom of speech and freedom to assemble, and then they start closing down churches, and the atheist who wants to be able to assemble and speak loudly says, well, that doesn't bother me at all. They're closing churches. I despise God. So you think they're going to let you keep speaking your mind once you've let them close the church you despise? Do you think they're going to let you keep assembling? Of course not. So they've been slowly eroding away at our rights, and they're testing. They're finding out who's most compliant. And the problem is, is that all they do is they're like, okay, well, we're just picking our battles. Okay, which one's the noisy one? Look at, look at what's ha- what happened just last week in um, Delaware. The ATF was going door to door, knocking on doors, following up on recent firearms purchases. And I guess if you bought X amount, if you bought more than two or something like that, they had you on a list. You immediately get red flagged. They go to your door. They knock on your door, and this is all caught on somebody's security cameras, audio, the whole smash. And they go to this guy's door, and they say, "Hey, we have here that you purchased these these firearms, and we'd like to make sure that you have them. You know, we got to protect the public from uh, straw man purchases and things like that. Again, straw man purchases, hyperbole. So, this guy." He does what uh, a lot of people do. He says, "Well, I'm not a criminal, so go ahead." And they and they just they let the ATF wander into his house, or he brought the firearms to them, let them verify. Which somebody who doesn't uh, really trust doesn't really believe that there's anything wrong with that doesn't have the understanding of how our Constitution works. See, that's a veiled illegal search. They make it sound nice. You're doing it for your community. You're saving grandmas. You're saving children. So let us just come in and make sure you are a good person. Well, how many good people, when something bad happens with a firearm, who's the first one they go after? They go after the good people. And they start taking, chipping away at your rights. They just did it again. And they're fine doing that. And then let's take this back even farther. Let's go back to the Patriot Act. And this is something especially that I fit right into that whole I didn't say anything category. And there were a few, just a few voices out in that wilderness that were going, whoa, 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 whoa. This Patriot Act thing, I understand we have to do something, and I've, and I've said in the past, um, we got into everything in the Middle East because we did something just to do something. Something had to be done, and we're going to do it. We're going to George Custer our way right through the Middle East. We're going to nation build because this is the right thing to do, and it's, it's it has to be done. But there were a few people out there who were going, whoa, 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 whoa. We're actually looking at this thing, and, and they were warning, do you know how quickly you can turn the Patriot Act on the American public? And as I got older and I started really listen, listening to it, I was like, those voices are right, but I kept it in the back of my head. Then you start getting whistleblowers from the NSA. They're collecting all of the data from your cell phone. And they're like, well, it's just metadata. It's, it's nobody's ever going to see it. It's like, well, why are you collecting it on every American? It's like that scene from uh, The Dark Knight when, uh, when he builds that whole wall and he's connected to every cell phone in Gotham City. And he hands it off to Mr. Fox and says, we've got to pinpoint where the Joker is. This is how we do it. It's like sonar. We're going to paint a whole picture based on everyone's information. And then Mr. Fox is saying, "This is too dangerous. Nobody should wield it." And of course, then Batman's like, "Well, I'm going to hand. That's why I'm handing it to you, and that you have to destroy it once it's done." The problem is, is that yeah, sure, Mr. In, in the movie, Mr. Fox does destroy it, but that's not real life. That's the movies. So the Patriot Act essentially built that same thing that we saw in Batman and has been doing it for decades, and they've simply turned it on the American public. And they claim, yes, sure, it's, you know, we're catching terrorist activity and blah, 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 blah. But they're also turning it on you. So fast forward. Let's fast forward a decade. All of a sudden, we've got COVID lockdowns. We've got children who can't go to school, So they're having to do Zoom meetings or, you know, uh, video school. And something unexpected happened. Parents started seeing what the teachers were teaching their children. that had nothing to do with education. The indoctrination. So parents started getting upset. So they started going to these school board meetings. And visibly upset. And... When they started learning that they were, they were teaching, indoctrinating things with, and yeah, you've heard enough hyperbole about it, but critical race theory is nothing. There is nothing innocent about critical race theory. It is pure Marxist ideology. And they're teaching it under the guise of something good. And parents start hearing that if you're this color, you are irredeemable. You're born a racist. And there's nothing you can do. And if you're born a different color, well, this is your lot in life, and you're always going to be a victim. And then they start hearing the more passive-aggressive things where they, they're encouraging children not to trust their parents, that it's the school that will keep them safe. So fast forward a little bit farther. Loudoun County, Virginia, and this is what swept the governor's race in Virginia earlier. A father went to a school board meeting. And this man was upset because his 15-year-old daughter was raped in the bathroom, the girl's bathroom, by a guy that was that wore a skirt from time to time. And they said the school board said he had every right to. So he rapes her. They find out about it and they suppress it. She comes home. He calls the police immediately. School board acts like it never that, that nothing ever happened. They said, Well the problem the problem solves itself we've transferred him to another school. Which he did it again in another school. So by this time, there's no school records of it. There's, there's his word, the father's word against the school board. And this guy loses his cool. And security ends up dragging him out. And then the... Uh, not the School Board Association, but the the National School Association, they send a letter to the Justice Department, our federal government, asking the federal government, asking our Attorney General Merrick Garland to start investigating these parents who are asking these questions and start investigating them Using the power of the Patriot Act, deeming that they may be domestic terrorists. That's your Patriot Act 20 years later, working against you. And we said nothing 20 years ago because we're not terrorists. So they they, they chip away at your education, they chip away at your right as a parent, at common sense, they alienate you from your children. And they do this with impunity because you've not said anything before. They've been chipping at this forever and nobody ever says anything. Then at the same time, just this week, so we go to Delaware. Let's, let's go back to Delaware with the ATF agents. That happened in Delaware where the man simply just let them come, you know, just complied, said, sure, I got nothing to hide which is the first mistake. You have a 4th amendment. You tell them go get a warrant. You better have probable cause. You come up with a warrant, I'll be peaceful. It's got to be signed by a judge. It's got to be legal. And then and then tell me how you obtained my information. And we'll we'll handle this through the courts, but not until you have a warrant. That's what you do. So, then you go over to I believe it was Cincinnati, Ohio this week. <coughs> an ATF agent knocks on a woman's door, asks if her husband is home. She says no. And they say that, well, we see he's bought some firearms. We want to see them to verify that they're there. Now, this guy's in plain clothes. He doesn't have, (coughs) excuse me, still not COVID. Um, Doesn't have his badge out hanging out so that at least she could see a badge number or nothing. He just assumes that she's going to roll over and let him into the house. She says, I can't. She closes the door. Then she turns around and she calls the police and says, I believe there's a man pretending to be a police officer um, uh, knocking on my door. He, He wants to come into the door. This guy was beating on her front door at this point. So police officer shows up, sees the guy standing in front of the door, police officer draws his weapon tells the man to get on the ground and he got guy just keeps screaming I'm a federal agent I'm a federal agent but won't comply the officer tells him get on the ground get on the ground he says I will not get on the ground by the time backup gets there this guy is so belligerently won't comply now he's in law enforcement and in a situation like that I'm pretty sure they're trained that if there's mistaken, these guys work undercover. They know, and if a if a if a uniformed officer tells an undercover officer that um, to get on the ground, they comply. They do it, and then they sort it out afterwards. All right, sorry about that misunderstanding. Didn't see your badge. Didn't see you know. Blah blah blah. All that. This guy was willing to escalate to the point where gunfire almost opens up, and they tell him to get on the ground. Backup shows up. They end up having to tase this guy. And what does this guy do? This tough ATF agent, what does he do? He starts saying things like, I can't breathe. I have a medical condition. I have kids. My wife's pregnant. It took the two of them to get him into a cruiser. Before they could start going through his uh, ID and things like that and start the verification process, it took the entire police department to show up. So that woman took a different route, and from what I saw, it seemed like it was more of a, of, of a, a benign kind of a thing where she, she wasn't trying to antagonize anybody, but at the same time, she was afraid, so she did what she was supposed to do and called her local police, and when they show up in cruisers, this guy, this ATF guy was showing up in a black uh, uh, Hyundai. So nothing official, and, and why show up? Why show up undercover like that but to intimidate? So at the same time all that's happening, now all of a sudden, you notice that they're changing our language, that words don't mean what they used to. Just the words don't mean what they meant three years ago. Once the vaccine stopped showing any efficacy, once it started showing a negative efficacy, once the people that were getting the vaccine were getting sick multiple times, they simply changed the definition of the word vaccine. Made it sound more like a therapeutic. And then anytime you would, you would say, well, it's not a vaccine, they're like, well, no, you're an idiot. The definition is what we just changed it to 10 minutes ago. So they keep changing definitions. They keep changing words. They've redefined what an extremist is. Our Justice Department is going through and <clears throat> they're saying that the biggest threat to our nation is, is white supremacists. And again all of us that are just patriotic americans um he, he there is no circle of of white supremacy friends there's no white supremacy meeting that we go to each week where we hate on some colored people that's not america that's not the average american that's a small sector of a of a, of a smaller sector of a smaller sector of a couple of hillbillies that like to hang out in the sticks and that's all they can think about. But no, they what an ex- uh, redefined what an extremist is. We've got a leaked memo. Federal Bureau of, in- of Investigation Domestic Terrorism Symbols Guide. And I'll try and share this later on, uh, um, on the description or in uh, YouTube as well, um, if, if you're allowed. But they, they show some of these symbols here and... This is what they're to look out for. This is guidance from the FBI to the rank and file saying that if you see symbols like these, it could question mark quote unquote, could be a violent extremist. They've got, they've got a term called boogaloo, the punisher skull. Now, how, how many people do you know that that's a symbol, the the punisher skull from the, the comic book, uh, how many times have you driven down the road on any street in America seen a Jeep Wrangler on some knobby tires and it's got a Punisher skull on it? Well, now from now on, apparently, that's a violent extremist. Or maybe it isn't. But it requires a deeper look. Just like those guys the, uh, the FBI, the uh, ATF was going after in Cincinnati and in Delaware we got to give it a closer look. You're a red flag. Just simply displaying a Punisher skull. It's a favorite of a lot of uh, former military, a lot of wannabe military. Um, That's why I don't display it myself because uh, I already know its connotation and I don't fit into that group. So Uh, here's another one. The 2A, the Second Amendment, could be violent extremist. Or maybe not. Maybe you are patriotic, but you're going to get a harder look. Just like those parents that stood up at school board meetings. They get a harder look because everything falls under the blanket of terrorism. Thank you, Patriot Act. They've turned the word patriot on itself. They've turned the word patriot. They've villainized it, and they've made patriots the most dangerous animal in America. How about monabi which means come and take it yeah how many times have you seen that yep violent extremist or maybe it's not but you don't say anything about it right because it doesn't apply to you well this might get a little bit closer how about the gadsen flag that's the coiled snake says don't tread on me Virginia's got it as their state, as their license plate. You're telling me every single person in, in Virginia, including Ralph Norma, Northam, isn't it a violent extremist? I Actually, I would say the former governor, Ralph Northam, he fits into that category with his post-birth abortion stance and all of that. Uh, but yeah, anybody that's got a, a Gadsden flag or a 2A marker, well, I've got both of those on my motorcycle vest. And uh, last I checked, I'm not a violent extremist. Hmm, okay. Uh, how about the Liberty Tree? Images of the Liberty Tree. Violent extremist? Here's here's one that's really, really boils it down. It really narrows it down. It puts such a fine point on it that you could only be a violent domestic terrorist if you had this one on here shows a guy in a tri-cornered hat with a musket, and it says, Revolutionary War Imagery. That's that. Revolutionary War Imagery. Um, All right. Well, my mom has a painting she made when I was a kid of General George Washington kneeling in prayer at Valley Forge, and that's I had no idea. I'm going to have to call a three-letter agency on mom because uh, she has Revolutionary War imagery in her home. I believe she also may have another picture of Washington and a bunch of other guys in tri-cornered hats um, crossing a river. uh, Delaware, that's it. That one, they're in a boat. looks really cold out. So mom, violent extremist, guaranteed. Um, I wonder if there's a reward. No, she brought me in the world. She'll take me out. That's the extreme. Okay, never mind. Cancel that. Mom, not a violent extremist, but does have a lot of Revolutionary War imagery. And, well, so do I. I actually have quite a few of the writings of all of our founding fathers, which, you know, during and after the Revolutionary War. How about Revolutionary War words? What they actually said. No? Okay, violent. Violent. Here's a kicker, and maybe this falls under this 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 fine point of Revolutionary War imagery. The Betsy Ross flag. That's right. For those of you in Rio Linda, that's the red and white and blue flag. It's only got 13 stars in there in a circle. Um, that, that's uh, just a, it's a, a dead giveaway. Sign of a Revolutionary War uh, extremist. Um, wait a minute going to have to cut off my left arm if you're looking on youtube i'm going to try because i don't have a cameraman mr on that's dropping the ball The tattoo on my left upper arm i don't know if you can see that or not yeah you guessed it on my left arm is the revolutionary war flag the betsy ross flag Wrapped around an old rugged cross being unfurled in the wind is the wind of liberty. Um, it, I modeled the flag itself, the, 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 image from when Rick Monday saved the American flag off that baseball field. When, uh, two Muslim, uh, wannabe terrorists tried to light it on fire in the middle of a, a, a baseball game. If you want something really interesting and maybe I'll figure out how to link that below too. Rick Monday saves the flag. Um, But the image of that flag, it unfurled for just a minute, and it was spectacular, and I I felt I needed that tattoo on my arm around a rugged cross because it was was my foundation. So, yeah, violent extremist. So that's courtesy of your Patriot Act, and they've chipped away at that. And you know what? People, People don't mind. They stay quiet. They stay silent. Because it doesn't, it doesn't apply to them, but it does. Everything I believe protects everything you believe, whether I agree with you or not. And see, I am not one of those one-trick pony voters. I look for principle, founding principles. And if you just have the one thing, and then you couldn't name any other of the amendments, if you couldn't name the importance of any of the amendments then you're not a politician you're a hyperbolist that might be a new word i might have made that one up myself well it's a word now i said it and we are allowed to make words up here in america today so anyway uh no you don't get to build straw men around one argument you don't get to change the language to fit a narrative So you don't stay silent when someone else's rights are being trampled. Whether That was what was most disturbing when they started locking down churches and nobody said a word. Half the congregations didn't say a word. Okie dokie, hmm, that seemed like a pretty good idea at the time. So uh, two weeks, Yeah, we could miss two weeks. So you miss two weeks. And that turns into two and a half years. And by then, good Christian folk are simply programmed. That's that. Okay, no church. This is what they said. Okie dokie. We'll follow along. But nobody spoke up. Half the church didn't speak up. The other half got labeled an extremist. You mentioned the Constitution. Extremist! Forbidden. So, what's, what's the point? They closed down churches... They're going to close you down next, and they have. So anything that you want that stands against the narrative, against that woke culture that you want to desperately be a part of, that'll protect your little site, your little platform, whatever it is, if you keep your mouth shut when somebody else's house is burning down, yours is next. They're coming after yours as well. So no, let's use some of that courage, that contagious courage, Don't let them just come for the group that you don't that you don't line yourself with. Don't let them come for any of the groups, because people of a good courage have earned the right to be an American to protect this society. But they keep conditioning, they keep conditioning, and they keep conditioning. And all it's been lately has just been a test to find out which group will comply most with this one and how do we get the clamp down on them on that topic and that issue. I just offer a warning that if they come after any part, especially of our U.S. Constitution of faith, simply because it doesn't align with yours doesn't mean it doesn't apply to you. And your weakness you're hiding behind the fact that I shouldn't have to say anything because it doesn't apply to me, will be your downfall next. And there will be nobody left to speak up for you. Before we close, we got one more deadbeat sponsor break, and then we'll come back with Luke chapter 19, 37 through 40, and a little bit of the hope that I was talking about before.
1: This portion of the program is brought to you by Florida Man Adventureland. If you're a central Florida native and you're tired of all the theme parks built for the out-of-towners, then Florida Man Adventureland is the place for you. It's a theme park built for the Florida Man by the Florida Man. If you think swimming with the dolphins is for chumps and you can swim with the alligators at the Florida Man Lagoon. Fuller stocked with gators big enough to take more than a dollar's worth of hamburger off of you. If you're dabbling off-label chemistry, then be sure to experience our immersive Stump the Dentist experiment. If firearms suit your fancy, then check out the Florida Man Shooting Emporium. You can take a shot at a wild pig or of a rival gang from our authentic 1996 Chevrolet Impala. Forget all those butterfly encounters. We got a mosquito encounter that will knock your socks off. When you get a path of thirst and a path of hunger, then don't miss out on our bathsaw buffet. It will expand your mind. The mouse might have a Chewbacca, but we got our very own skunk ape experience. Try to find him just after our lunch at the bathsaw buffet. Don't waste time with a mouse, the whale or a hook. Jumpstart your pickup and get down with us at the Florida man adventure land located just East of East Orlando.
0: And welcome back to America's pal. Uh, I want to close with a little bit of hope. um, Something from the Gospel of Luke kind of has been kind of gnawing at me over the past couple of years after we're witnessing so many people being silenced. And I'm just going to read quickly Luke 19:37 through 40. And it says, when he was come nigh, and it's Jesus, when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And I, I, I go back and I, I read that. And, and you know what I'm, I'm seeing? I'm seeing in our culture is that those, the, those Pharisees, which they're of the church or they're of the, the good people, they're supposed to be the leaders, and they rebuke those that are rejoicing, that are talking about what they've seen, what they believe, what they know. And even the good people are telling you to be silent. And what does Jesus say? He says, no, if they stay silent, the rocks themselves will cry out. And I've noticed around me a lot, and, and I, I keep saying I want to hammer at home, is that courage is contagious. It is. And if you just share, regardless of people that are telling you to be quiet, be of a good courage. But don't be silent. Because if you're silent for something that you don't necessarily believe in, but it is right and it is what our founders protected, they're coming after you next. But I will say, today the rocks are crying out. You are those rocks. We'll meet again next week. Look forward to our top 10 weekly news outbreak. Until then,
1: we'll see you soon.